This is UW Extension's Farm Management AgriVision Podcast. I am Katie Wontok, Agriculture Agent with UW-Madison Division of Extension. I will be chatting with fellow Extension educators as we answer questions from farmers and share our knowledge and expertise on how you can improve your farm management skills. Today, I am joined by Ryan Sterry, Professor and Agriculture Agent with Extension in St. Croix County. Welcome, Ryan, to the podcast. Thank you, Katie. Ryan, today's question is from a son and his father who farm 425 acres and milk 110 Holstein cows with a 26,000 pound herd average. They managed to finish combining their corn by November 15th this year, but report it was a major challenge. Where their farm is located, the last two years have been wet. They're wondering if it would be a good idea to buy a used harvester to put up their corn in for next year. That way they could combine it a month earlier and store and feed high moisture corn instead of hauling their corn to town and paying for it to be dried and stored at the mill. They think that it probably wouldn't take long for it to pay for itself. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? This is a good question. And there's a few different angles I think you could look at this from. On the pro side, putting up high moisture corn, it is going to spread out your harvest time and give you an earlier start than what you may have now to spread out your equipment use and labor and those things. Additionally, not having corn to dry down might save you some drying costs as well, especially in a wet year, as the question alludes to that this farm's run into recently. High moisture corn may also provide more flexibility in selecting hybrids where you can select that longer day hybrid and not have quite as much risk that it's not going to dry down in the field and give you some harvest challenges. That said, high moisture corn has its disadvantages as well. You're going to lose flexibility in marketing since you can't sell that grain as dry corn now. It's going to be put up at high moisture. And your question also gets to the added cost of it's going to take a special storage structure, special handling to process that corn as well. Also, remember to factor in the equipment and time needed. So putting up high moisture corn at the recommended moisture level cannot be underemphasized because high moisture corn can be a little more susceptible to spoilage and storage losses. So in general terms, we're looking at 28 to 32% moisture in a bag or 26 to 28% in a silo. You might be able to go to a point or two difference there as a bare um, minimum, but those are the general ranges we want you to be thinking about. So in a wet year, let it get to that before you get your harvest started. Every once in a while, we do have falls where the crop dries down quite rapidly. If it gets too dry on you, don't try and put it up as high moisture in between. If you get to 20% moisture, for example, then just accept you're going to have to put up dry corn that year. Also consider using an inoculant to improve the aerobic stability of high moisture corn. And Ryan, when you talk about an inoculant, how is that added and, and what is the real benefit of doing that, that aerobic stability you talk about? So since high moisture corn uh, can be a little more challenging in terms of preventing spoilage, it's similar to how we uh, would recommend inoculants for corn silage, just to help preserve it a little bit better in storage and also help it when you feed out that it's not going to heat quite as fast when it's already mixed and in the feed bunk. So our our specific inoculants, we won't get into that today to look at, um, but it's not that much of a different approach as what we would use for corn silage. Sure. And when you're feeding high moisture corn, Ryan, it feeds a little differently than corn silage, correct? 
Correct. Uh, especially if he's a little differently than, than dry corn. Because the high moisture corn is fermented, it can digest more rapidly in the rumen, which is both a pro and a con. On the pro side, that increased digestibility can, in a lot of cases, it does improve milk production. So there might be an added benefit there as well in cow performance. The caution, though, is because it's more rapidly digested, if we don't have proper TMR management, proper bunk management, we do run the risk of getting to acidosis uh, and some cow health problems. Uh, one of the first things you might see uh, in a situation like that is you start to see the fat tests go down as well as we're starting to get into that acidosis territory. So it, it cuts both ways. When done right, it's a good thing, but it does take a, a little higher level of management to do it. Really, that negative experience of impact to the cow herd does have a cost associated with it if you're not managing that feed properly. Right. It's also a little bit of a management change as well. So yes, obviously, we don't want to get into long-term acidosis trouble. We're doing some long-term damage to cows and those things. So like I said, it, it kind of cuts both ways that in uh, when properly managed, you do can get a production benefit as well, but where, you know, we're having trouble with the bunk, we may not have it balanced right in the TMR, it's a higher risk thing too. So just bear that in mind that work really closely with your nutritionist to balance the ration, making this change and all those good things. Getting back to the farmer's question here, he's talking about buying, purchasing a used harvester to put up or an upright silo. What are your thoughts on the different structures that are available for high moisture corn storage? So in general, high moisture corn can be put up in upright silo, it can be put up in a bag, it can be put up in a bunker. The decision to do that, a lot of times it's herd size, can you feed out of whatever structure you choose fast enough to keep the feed fresh, don't allow spoilage at the face or you're moving feed, those things. Most generally, if we're talking upright silo, we're talking oxygen limiting type structure in an upright but really work again with the nutritionist for how much you might be able to feed in your ration to know how much that removal rate's going to uh, be and let that help guide the decision on what structure is best for you. It's hard for me to give you a blanket recommendation of how many pounds of high moisture corn you can feed because it does depend some on the rest of the ration. Some farms might still feed some dry corn along with high moisture corn. It depends on the level of corn silage you're feeding. If you're not feeding much or if you're feeding a lot, that's going to impact. Can you go on the high end or low end of the range of what's acceptable for feeding high moisture corn as well? And that's one of the things, thinking about this question, you know, some farms might choose to try a bag instead first year just to see, do we like feeding this as a fit for harvest system? Bag might have a higher annual cost, but allows you to try this before making a large long-term investment in putting a silo up. The same, you know, depending on herd size, I know some smaller herds, much smaller than what we're talking about here, they might put up high moisture corn just for the winter months. It's colder weather, don't have to feed out quite as fast, they can keep up with it, and they just don't risk it in hotter weather where you're worried about spoilage, can we feed it fast enough? Well, but we only have so many cows. So that's another option too. So there's more than one way of going about this. Right, definitely. And they can certainly reach out to you, uh, as, as you transition into a, a 
dairy educator role here with us in, in extension, as well as their dairy nutritionist to really get that input as to balancing their ration as they're feeding out to their cows and, and what storage system, as well as the size of the storage system too, like you mentioned, works best for their farm operation. Any other yep. thoughts, Ryan? No, but I think that's a good question and gives you a lot to think about. Great. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Ryan. Thank you, Katie. For more Extension AgriVision podcasts or resources to improve your farm management skills, check out farms.extension.wisc.edu. Thanks for listening.